Welcome to the Holy Spirit's Curriculum of Joy podcast. My name is Wanaka Oberhuber, and my guest today is Bastian Beria, Berende. Did I say it right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Berende, yeah. Yeah, okay, good. So, nice to have you here. Thank you. So, so it's nice I'll, to be here. Yeah, I'll ask you the big question that I like to ask everyone. How did you get to see the world the way you do now? Um, the same way everyone does, I guess, by uh, having certain beliefs and perceptions and, and ideas about things and therefore coloring everything I would see, see outside myself according to, you know, certain things are within my field of, field of awareness, some certain things that are in my theme, uh, certain things that I value that seem more important than other things. Um, and just a, a progression of uh, working on myself, spiritual growth, as well as personal growth for the last 12 years. Uh, I'm doing certain beliefs and certain patterns and I'm really smack in the middle of doing that work. So, and that's going back to, uh, you know, kind of letting go of, uh, everything in Course Miracle said and coming back to some basic premises such as, you know, I'm, I'm right now, I'm just working on, you know, removing the obstacles to the awareness of, of love's presence and, uh, and, and, and where I'm really going at is just the way I experience the Course in Miracles or, or uh, the way of mastery or anything like that. It's, it seems to come from the top down. And like, so I just pronounce some ideas to be true. My mind declare them and uh, somehow everything will follow. But in my experience, that is not necessarily the case. So um, my last 12 years have been about like working from the bottom up, not from the top down, like learning how to walk before I know how to fly. I, I started flying and now, uh, now I'm, I'm starting to learn how to walk. Um, so how I'm seeing everything, yeah, it's different from, from moment to moment, depending on uh, what mood, what, what, uh, what parts in me are active. Uh, am I in, in the calm self of being or am I uh, taken over by a triggered uh, angry consciousness, or am I protecting myself from certain emotions or, um, am I back in a childhood state? So it, it really determined. Yeah. So, uh, whatever kind of state of mind I find myself in is the way I'm going to perceive the world. And, and the goal of course, is to, uh, to balance all those, those parts out and to finally uh, come into a consistent and, and calm and peaceful state of mind or realization. Um, you want me to keep talking, you'll jump in if you have any other questions. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So you're, I, th I think that's one of really good observation because where you are at is how you perceive the world, right? At that moment. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that fo yeah. it follows that your whole, um, story changes every time you change where you're at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and I guess that the practice or spiritual practice, if you call it, or, or a way of becoming awakened in your life here on, on earth is, um, 
becoming aware that that you are filtering the the world in from from those perspectives and that those parts in myself are not necessarily who i am uh, there are parts that i have become as in reaction to certain trauma or, or childhood experiences or uh, coping or protecting myself from uh, intense emotions or whatever else uh, but um, I, I become fully identified with those parts as as who I am and it is very scary to come to the realization that I simply do not know who I am you know because um, every time I think oh I really thought that's who I was and another layer gets peeled off and I'm left I'm, I'm, I'm again left with with nothing you know, with not knowing, with, with feeling a sense of um, devastation or powerlessness or uh, a feeling of, uh, yeah, simply uh, being back at square one. And, and I guess that's really where humility comes in, right? if it, in more and more realizing that fact. And, uh, you know, and this is really like I have avoided, I haven't done anything in the sense of like this coming into somebody's show or uh, doing any type of presentation with which I used to be very active in with the Course of Miracles, but it was just, you know, I had to drop down. I was, I wasn't true. I wasn't like fully realized into, uh, you know, uh, being able to manage my own emotions and being able to, uh, to shift out of uh, certain really dark ways of perceiving stuff and, and uh, not knowing how to deal with other people's emotions, because when you start teaching this, then yeah, all of a sudden you be, take on some responsibility for other people too. And I had to step back from all of that and say, I, I really got to work on myself. And I'm I'm glad that's that's where I find myself. So, um, so I'm really showing up here with nothing to promote, you know, and um, <laughs> and just. Uh, yeah, giving answer to your your call for yeah, and just being open to anything the universe might present to uh, to express myself in. So I do have a you know a, a recognized commitment to walking towards you know uh, the truth, and that has never changed for me, except I get sidetracked. And, and and lately, and I think maybe this is why I come on, onto you with this podcast is um, feel more consistent and committed in that. And I just let things, yeah, I have enough humility to really uh, face myself in this and, and become more true to myself. You know, I'm 49 years old, so I have been doing this for a while and finally, yeah, but still, yeah, back to square one every time. So, yeah, I think that's to, actually yeah. very a beautiful place to be coming from, just where mm -hmm. you are at. So yeah. If, if you're yeah. angry, you're angry. If you're sad, you're sad. And not yeah. to say that that's a something that's you're not, not happening allowed to, me. to be. Yeah, you're not exactly. allowed to be that because yeah. I think that's pretty dishonest. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's something that we do experience, no matter how far on we may think we had were at some point right or not exactly yeah these yeah. things do come up in our lives and they do bring up dark things and dark mm -hmm. actions and so on so i'm very yeah. happy that you're honest about that I think yeah absolutely 
And that's and the commitment is what's so important, right? We're it's all important. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're very committed, no matter how dark the hour might be at a certain point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And yeah, what I can offer is, uh, you know, what how you know the ways I've in which I've been working with myself have been very powerful. Um, knowing that it is important to to find some way to be in service or in, in fellowship or some kind of um, support network. This doesn't I can't do this in isolation. I come uh, I come up against myself in relation, uh, you know, to uh, to my wife in marriage and uh, other friendships and especially uh, I, I kind of limit myself to groups that have a similar purpose of um, not so much spiritual awakening at this point, even though I'm open to that, but more, uh, yeah, the personal growth work, because that, that really removes the obstacles and, you know, the God or whatever it is that you might be seeking for as a spiritual seeker reveals itself by itself in its own time. So I don't really have to, you know, I don't have to establish anything there. I just got to remove everything that stands in the way of, of the awareness of it. And that's where I've been coming for, from for the last, um, 12 years, you know, going into prisons as a volunteer and not like, oh, I got something that that other people don't have, but really sitting down on the equal uh, uh, level uh, and uh, and doing my work, you know, in front of them. And, and that creates the trust for them to do their work. So if I don't show up in my integrity and honesty, then uh, I, I can't help anyone else to do their their work. So. Um, and, and that takes away all arrogance, all, all those uh, kind of like self-like, uh, self-created identity parts that you, you may run into on, on this, on this path to, uh, to awakening. Uh, and sometimes you need somebody to, uh, to point those things out to you. And uh, I, I guess always you do, because we are very good at fooling ourselves or I'm very good at it. And, uh, but that's not because I, I want to fool myself because I'm simply not aware of what's what's in place in my psyche. It's very, um, it's very elaborate in here, you know, within myself, <laughs> there's a lot going on. So, um, yeah, if that makes any sense. It certainly does. And I think, yeah. I think that's a beautiful way of seeing your service is to be walking the path together. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. that that's affirming our equalness. And of course the yes. miracle says that we are equal. It does, it does. Yeah. And Jesus yeah. says we're equal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's a really, really good point and it's a really really challenging thing for us to accept. Because there's always it is. this idea you have to be better or you have to be worse. You have to categorize, you have to make hierarchies and this and that in your, yeah. in your teaching status or your learning status, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I think yeah, that's very beautiful and I'd love mm -hmm. you to, to expand on that. Okay. Yeah. Well, for, um, yeah, I'm reading in the way of mastery right now. That's just kind of my hold on. I. You know, I know the course inside and out, like I created like time to teach programs at the time. I correlated every section, every lesson according to certain topics and very massively done, you know, and um, 
uh, but then yeah, I had to drop all that. Um, it might come back online, I don't know. I thought about it several times. But right now the way of mastery is also, uh, yeah, the same voice as Jesus talking and, um, and it gives me very um, integrated and um, practical practices. Um, just, you know, letting me yeah, realize again and, and reminding myself every day, like, yeah, I am creating my reality. You know, I'm, I'm choosing the, the qualities of life that I experience. So I can, I can create or, and in the way I can, I can say I can create, or I can say like, I pray for um, an experience of uh, consistency uh, in my life or um, tranquility or peace or, um, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that, but I can just sit down and remind myself of yeah my true identity, but without losing sight of just what whatever is real and what's going on in my own life. And it's such a tendency to, uh, to kind of cut myself off from the more mundane. And, um, you know, 15 years ago, somebody or 10 years ago, I don't know, somebody said, just just get off the mountain and start, you know, coming down from that mountain. Um, I'm not really sure where I'm going with this. But anyway, I really like that book. And um, oh, yeah, what, what I wanted to say about is that Jesus talks in the first person about, you know, his own experiences when he was walking on this earth. And I find that very helpful. You know, and I, I recognize that. Um, that as a child or as an adolescent or, or as a young adult or as an adult now, I, ha I have exactly those those type of uh, feelings or in, um, uh, tendencies, for example, to, to wander off alone to, 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 to find yourself in a world that you can't really fit into and you see other people like fitting in in a way that feels natural to them and, and then feels unnatural to me. You know, and sitting down in a park and watching, you know, the, the glimmerings on the, on the lake when the sun shines on it and then and then feeling into it and, and seeing there's something underneath all that that represents a reality where somebody else might say, oh, you're just a dreamer or something like that, you know, but we're like hinting at, at, at a mystery of life that that reveals something that's more true than everything that we can witness to that we usually witness to from our perception. And, um, and again, uh, yeah, everything's about relinquishing judgment and, and the most, uh, and, and where I practice that the most is my judgment towards, yeah, towards myself and others equally. Uh, but I'm very hard on myself. And um, I, I express to, uh, I'm working with an IFS um, practitioner who witnesses my work. Uh, in uh, parts work, IFS means uh, internal family systems. And that's what I, I talked to you about. Like uh, I encountered that first in the mankind project, which I'm part of, those are men's groups in, uh, in America and all over the world where men come together to work on, you know, their emotions and uh, communications and issues in life. And, and I, like I mentioned, I did the truth project and that's in, inside of the prisons, which is also with only men um, for whatever reason, that's kind of how it's shaped up because uh, men have, have particular issues and, and women have their own issues and, uh, uh, kind of de by default to uh, the way we're conditioned and brought up, um, 
where I was going with that was uh, what I recognized in the processes that were being taught in those programs was a lot of that had to do with parts. So there's a part of me that wants that and parts of me that thinks that or believes that. And um, in those men's groups, uh, those parts were often externalized by having other men represent those parts so that I can look in uh, or look out from within, say, and then have those play out. It's more like a psychodrama thing. But uh, what I'm doing now is more, um, yeah, one-on-one. And um, I'm really uh, connecting with those parts in myself. And, and that's where I find a lot of healing is happening. And I see that uh, you know, things really take place, not from a place of effort, but a place of no effort, not from a place of knowing, but from a place of not knowing and allowing myself to be surprised every time and, and humbled. And it, it takes a real place of uh, a, a real um, attitude of readiness. And that's, that's what Jesus says too, like, you know, reality is all around you. It's a lot simpler than you think. Uh, but our minds make everything so complex and cover everything over in complexity. And that's exactly the same with our parts. We have a system of parts that protect us and, and other parts that are hidden away that we don't want to look at. Certain emotions that are uncomfortable, we're not going to let them come up. And, and it's really uncomfortable to face those things. Especially, I guess, if you have trauma or, um, I, and I guess everyone in this world comes in especially uh, sensitive minds like ours um, with trauma. You, can't, you cannot avoid it. Uh, it can be just one simple remark by a dad that wasn't even uh, so badly inten intended to, uh, to a really, uh, you know, abusive act or, or a period of time where you were, um, uh, how do you say, approached with uh, neglect or whatever it may be. So we, we form parts, everyone has parts. It's not like we, we are born as one thing and then we get split into a thousand pieces because of trauma. That's not what I'm saying. We all have parts, but they, they become polarized um, through the experiences that we may have. And, but we never lose self. And so that's why I love that model, uh, same as with A Course in Miracles, like yourself, your true self can never be affected by anything here in this world. Uh, like the worst trauma cannot affect who you are. And that's, and that's why I, I never particularly like psychiatry or psychology or, but this IFS model works because it acknowledges that there is a self that you have access to. And that self is also the source of your healing. And that's the one that witnesses and, and reconnects with those parts that are left behind in time in a certain position and a certain reaction or a certain role or function that can now be uh, be led back to the present moment. And and that's very powerful. Yeah. Did you do that through meditation or through, I think you were speaking of playing it out, right? In groups. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is played out in groups and um, in, in the Mankind and in the Truth Project, uh, people had versions or certain processes that are based on this model uh, of IFS. And then I was finally, because I, I found it so effective, another, uh, another um, process that was being done was family constellation. So that's also a very um, a powerful process where um, healing takes place. Anyway, I can talk a little bit more after I explain this. 
Um, but it led me to uh, to find out what was at the root of those processes, and that is the IFS Richard Swartz, who invented um, or f discovered parts work because his clients were always talking about, yeah, part of me this and that, and another part this and that. So he he really developed a model based on those uh, those messages he got from his clients at the time, and I found it so powerful because uh, you're not aware of those parts until you. Uh, you look at them and then they are uh, immediately there. And I just started my own group with, with IFS, with a man from the mankind, and we're just doing uh, practices from parts work and they are merely able to identify the parts and, and knowing, yeah, I'm walking around with this all the time. This part is very strong in my life, the functioning, you know, uh, whether it's just being resentful or uh, thinking you're a sidekick and all those those parts of all those underlying beliefs so that's nice to work with a part because then you can really reveal the underlying beliefs that normally wouldn't come to the surface like that but because you approach those parts with compassion and the and and recognize that they all have a positive intention that they will uh, be willing to come forward and and uh, and work with you and so um one of the confusing um concepts in the course of miracles is the ego and you know the ego of course is a, is a word invented uh, as i understand it in, in psychology and uh, in the you know, whenever that started with with uh, freud and young and those type of uh, big big names uh, the ego i find it now a very um, confusing concept it, it never really gelled well with me i i, I kind of um, categorize it the same as uh, you know fundamental christians talking about you know the demon demons or the devil <laughs> um it still has a bit of a negative connotation in the approach of what stands in the way of you recognizing who you are so instead of saying the ego you can say okay these are parts in me that are at work like addictive parts or parts that are rageful or you know, like all the things that we may define or judge to be dark or bad you know, that actually have a have a positive intention for us and trying to do their best for us and are working really hard at it. <laughs> and uh, so that that gives me a whole different handle on myself uh, where I would walk around very ashamed for certain things that I keep pushing away and now uh, recognize they actually had a very positive intention for me, except they might not be as effective for me anymore in the present time. You know what I'm saying? So it's like their intention is pure, except their strategy is is not is is not uh, fully functional. Let's put it that way, or healthy for me anymore. Does that make sense? Well, I know the concept. I, I, it was used in Awakening the Light Body. It was called subpersonalities. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's another word for it. Yeah. I think that's the same idea, right? Mm -hmm. have it is meditations with subpersonality journeys. Where yeah, you'd really. I'm um, try to make peace with them and then bring them up to date mm -hmm. where you are mm -hmm. at now. So it sounds very similar. Yeah, you different. mentioned meditation, and I think meditation is is definitely uh, helpful to to bring yourself into self. To to find a balance, and with from that self, you start approaching those parts. 
and that's so opposite to what to how i used to practice with meditation and of course miracles like once i was in self i wouldn't want to go down i wouldn't want to come down here anymore you know i would want to stay out you know i don't want to leave this place you know do you have do you know that that kind of um absolutely yeah. I thought that was very interesting when you started. You were speaking of coming down from the mountain. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Now, I think I'd like to hear more about that by, because you're speaking of how you had to confront your aversion to the mundane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, somehow at an early age, I, um, I started creating, you know, uh, I, I adjust, I adapt as a, as a child and adolescent to a very intense uh, situations and emotions uh, in my family, for example. And, um, and I would be keen on uh, um, kind of creating a uh, substitute reality for myself where I would find uh, comfort, where I would find um, like also substitute emotions, uh, emotions of uh, peace and calm and uh, maybe idealistic states of minds even. Um, so whatever is positive or negative, they both have um, the tendency to keep me away from who I truly am. So I think who I truly am is not avoiding any of the intensity of what I have judged to, to be negative or positive, because that's not way how that's not how spirituality worked eventually. Um, and for a lot of people, that means they have to hit a bottom um, or devastation, as we call it. I like the word devastation because you build yourself up a certain way, like a house of cards. And then, you know, you, something comes into your awareness that knocks it all over because you can't maintain all the beliefs that you that you have um, built up for yourself. And um, and it's a very scary moment. And it's kind of the same with this. So I build all the sub personalities to cover over uh, uh, the darkness and also, you know, dim the light in me. Um, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. I'm, I'm just trying here. <laughs> I don't always know exactly how it works, but. Yeah, well, it's it's a, a way of using the imagery, right? To, to yeah, be able yeah. to to work with it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, imagery is very miracles, important. Of course, the miracles uses a lot of imagery too. You know, with mm -hmm. these mm -hmm. different pictures, these different things that that it comes up with, where you where you can really see the meaning. You know, the one with the picture, where it was the how the the what's on the picture and what's around it, what's framing it, the frame. Right, the what's framing it. Right, yeah. the frame and the or content. The, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. or the desert, or the, or the place where you can you get at you can always take as much as you want, and there's always more. Right, and yes. the doors are yes. kept open by the angels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Things like that. There's so many beautiful pictures in A Course in Miracles. Oh yeah, absolutely. Or or if you're in the desert and you don't want to be there, you have to leave the desert. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's all yeah, these imagery. Yeah. So, so I think yeah, so I think beautiful. that's actually a method in a course in miracles to to work with imagery. So absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah some of the lessons, some of the some of the lessons have very strong imagery. Yeah. Um, also, the the experience of grace. So 
when you had that moment where I was just describing that devastation and you and you, because you you keep walking up against yourself all the time right and that's the, those are the parts again like we have certain strategies and they work for a little while until you hit hit a wall and then all of a sudden doesn't work at all anymore none of it so and then for for a moment you hit those really intense fearful emotions like i had it once where i, I literally felt my body was dying you know it, it, like i felt so intense uh and and jesus calls it the dark night of the soul um and and then and then so this can be like a one-time life life changing experience or it can be something that recurs like every once in a while where and then all of a sudden you hit that really uncomfortable emo emotion and you go through it you know you feel through it and then all of a sudden you're an experience of grace again and everything just flows and is at ease and it's not like in a way it's not really a miracle it, it, it was always there it's just that i I don't see it because I'm programmed to not see it, or I made myself to not see it. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, images are, are, yeah, images are very, uh, very powerful. Not to yeah. idolize, but to uh, to use as tools. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And uh, use images also to even get an inkling of what it's all about right yeah yeah these images can hold an intention or can represent the emotion or represent a certain attitude or yeah exactly yeah so it's really nice to keep a really open mind to what's really going on inside and and let them let it reveal itself and not to think that anything is going wrong and and to um I mean, you can judge yourself, you know, but then to recognize the judgment and say, okay, I, I judge this to be a certain way, I expect this to be a certain way, even a meditation or anything that we do, we have, we bring with us all these expectations. And if you honestly look at it, there's a lot of that going on. I mean, I know for me there is. And so the trick is really to um, yeah, detach myself from, uh, not, not push them away, but um, to kind of loosen my grip on those things and and to let go of my effort like i said earlier and um, and to acknowledge that i simply don't know how this works and then it starts working by itself and then i come in a state and go oh i never want to leave this space again and then another part comes in and wants to hold on to that and there i lost it again you know so uh yes. vigilance and awareness is is required so you say yeah meditation of course yeah be in a state of constant meditation or meditate before you start doing any type of work with yourself or yeah at least um meditation also to um to really be uh, get a pure sense of what life is for you what your purpose is in life and how you start your day and just kind of coming from a place of uh, clarity and cleanness in your mind to uh and then, and then it really doesn't matter what you do during that day because it all, it's all coming from that place. 
and, and it becomes your expression. Uh, oh man, I had such a struggle when I was, you know, with the Courts of Miracles and at the academy at the time. And I was so struggling, like, what is my function? I'm supposed to be uh, teaching to thousands of people going around the world and stuff. And I did a little bit of that too, you know, but uh, finally, uh, that's such a burden. It's not a burden. My burden is light, Jesus says, right? So, and thank God I'm, I'm reading the way of master. Like I'm not, not required to do anything. Like being a minister is just being able to, to find this peace and light within myself. And I don't have to say anything or do anything to anyone um, unless it just happens, you know? So as uh, I know, A Course in Miracles doesn't ask you to do anything either. No, no, that was just my own my own belief, you know. I, because it talks about I'm I'm among the ministers of 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 the world, you know. I'm among the ministers of truth. What is it called again? Oh, got it now. The teacher um, of God. And yeah, the whole teacher manual. So it it it's kind of like in, instills in you somehow, uh, uh, like oh, I I I'm a teacher, you know. That looks uh, and that does look a certain way. And and coming from my own or old frame of mind, of course, I'm going to shape that somehow in my mind. Um, yeah, and of course, it's probably not how A Course in Miracles intends it. But yeah, that's when you start using a lot of words, then yeah, the word the, the mind will do with it what it wants. <laughs> um, so it, it yes, is good indeed. to be. Yeah, it is. It is good with, to be with others that have that can help you to to break through or point out certain patterns. Like at the time I was with the master teacher and stuff. And I'm, I'm sure I still question it. Like it, on one hand, it wasn't wasn't all positive, but um, but he, he was able to to point out certain spots that I wasn't aware of and I would just fall apart. I didn't know even know why. And then all this stuff is revealed, you know. Uh, or yeah. Um, I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but it's 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 good to have a true frame of reference. So to have a book like A Course in Miracles, a book like A Way of Mastery, or to uh, meditate every day and listen to guys like uh, Muji, or um, the guy that just passed on, what was his name? Um, um, I forgot his name now. Tibetan uh, priest or type monk. Um, it's very popular in, in medicine. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, to have that in your life, is, it can be very, uh, you need a true frame of reference. Yeah. And for me, like before I had um, A Course in Miracles, uh, Jesus was that, that reference for me. He, he did come into my, my dream. You know, I was, uh, I was pretty desperate. I was journaling. I started to notice how insane my thoughts were when I started writing them down how conflictual and how addictive and how obsessive and uh, all that kind of stuff. And because I put it outside of myself on paper, I was like, God, I've, I've gone insane. You know, I, I um, and I'd done that for a little while, the writing and, and all of a sudden I wrote down help. And um, um, I mean, generally on my knees, you know, like I, I need help here. And um, and then I took a shower and I, I felt this light, you know, and this, this presence coming in, 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 uh, it was like, yeah, it sounds a bit like cliche, like some kind of golden light. It wasn't like I could really see it, but I felt it. And not only did I feel it, like you just talked about images and the image can hold a certain meaning, right. Or a certain energy. And I felt it with this light, it was holding, 
it was such a texture to it that I, I, I recognize it as Jesus. It could have been anyone, right? Like it's just light. It's absolutely completely abstract, but still in that presence, I, uh, even there was no body shape or nothing like that. I, I knew it was him. And, um, and I was never like a religious type guy, you know, I just brought up Roman Catholic and, uh, and, and just pushed that all away. And it doesn't mean anything like everybody else does, you know, <laughs> but I was spiritual always. And, uh, but I never connected spiritual with Jesus until, uh, until that time. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, the West often looks for to the East for, uh, for spirituality and, and avoids everything that the church represents, um, for good reasons. And, um, and then uh, to be brought back to Jesus is, is a really nice thing. And so he's still uh, my guiding light in that way. Like I, I love his, his, his mind. And I, I, I just know somehow that, that he is the end result of, uh, of what I'm looking for. It's just like, am I now, how willing am I to give up everything else that seems to be going on in my world for that, you know? course, I still strive for certain things. And I don't think there's anything wrong with strive because passion is behind it. Like I, I'm not asked to be a monk either. Right. I'm not to cut off. I'm not asked to cut off my life force. And that's what, what the way of master is saying too. like desire is essential, you know, nowhere in the course or in the Bibles did Jesus say like, uh, it's you know, money is bad or sexuality is bad. And those are the two items that we often struggle with and limit ourselves in. And, uh, yeah, with the money I'm doing. Okay. I'm, I, I'm kind of became more open with that sexuality is yeah, still a struggle in certain ways, but, uh, yeah, that's just how it is. That's what we have to work with. You know, that's what I'm working with. And, um, but desire in itself, um, oh yeah, that image, you talked about an image, you know, the image of that guy with a 10 uh, in a card with 10 horses and they're all pulling in, the, in a different direction. Right. I think it's like an Eastern image. Uh, oops. Okay. You don't know what you, you don't know what I'm talking about that image. I, I don't or have that, it in uh, my mind at this moment. No. It sounds like being everything is pulling in a different direction. Right. It's a metaphor and that's like a metaphor for desire that they all like move in different directions, but there's nothing wrong with desire itself. So if I can master the desire, then I can, uh, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Like if I were able to bring all my desire in a place where I surrender it, or I'm humble within it, or I'm not trying to control it or, or possess it or uh, create like my own, like separate world with it. You know, for example, I, I, I love to play jazz and I could imagine myself being on stage again or playing with incredible musicians or whatever I could fantasize about. And that's not, that's not how it is for me anymore. Like I do it. I enjoy it. I, 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 I am learning new stuff and that always opens my mind. So whatever it is you do when you're in the act of learning, that's what life is. I think, you know, always opening up to different experiences and letting more energy come in and, and, but not to say, oh, certain things don't belong, but, uh, just ask yourself, so what, what place does this take in my life? Does it have a place? And if so, uh, yeah, let's see where that is. But, uh, yeah, I always had a tendency to push certain things out of my life and, uh, that doesn't work. <laughs> so, yeah.
Yeah, we can open the floor for questions if anyone has questions or comments. And otherwise, we'll continue. Anyone have a question or a comment? It looks like you can continue <laughs> explaining the whole thing. Yeah, amazing. So desires are are not to be fought, but to be to be recognized freed. and freed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just being proactive with it all, you know, instead of um, A Course in Miracles and, and Jesus, of course, says uh, you're not a victim of this world. and um, But that requires a proactivity. Um, so if I'm not reactive to my state of feeling and my state of mind, then I do have to find a place before it all happens and say, okay, today I do want to feel happy. I do want to, uh, and not from a forceful place again, but it's more like as an invitation of what experience I would like to have. Um, and again, I bring it back to prayer because it's not going to be a demand on the universe because that wouldn't work either, I guess. But, but truly, I, I, I don't fully know how it works. It's just a practice and it has worked for me. Uh, sometimes it works really well and sometimes it doesn't quite work or there's resistance and, and so be it. You know, that's how it is. In days I can, can find that, that place. And, and then like bringing acceptance to whatever is going on with me, the moment I accept it or allow it to happen in my mind, like judgment like that or thinking that it's not going the way it is or i'm not feeling the way i should be feeling allowing for that uh usually shifts me and um, brings me back to uh, uh everything is good you know uh, even a transcendent place like everything here will pass and nothing here is gonna last forever and just uh, come back to a place of happiness know, in the midst of uh, the most intense stuff, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like it that I you're just, so honest about it all. Yeah. At some at some point, I, I I found that to be key, you know, honest and integrity because. I, f I very f I uh, I felt out of integrity somehow. I couldn't place myself with it because I was presenting myself as an identity that had the top all together, but didn't want to deal with the bottom of myself and others. And I expressed that before. Um, but yeah, there was also a tendency to be too honest because I don't have to share every particular thing with everyone. You know, like um, you got to protect yourself as well. I really go with. Um, uh, some people in, in a spiritual way, they just think that they have to be open to everything. But Jesus said, like, you don't throw your pearls before swine. And um, and when you're doing this type of work, you come into a, an altered space of consciousness. And if you go out in the regular world and expect everyone to be there on that same level, uh, you're going to be surprised and you're going to be uh, going to be painfully uh, reminded that the world isn't designed to uh, to welcome you in your in your Christhood always, you know. 
so uh, it's, it's, it's very good to protect yourself in this process without isolating yourself. So to find like-minded uh, people that, uh, that are on the same track. And, and also know that what is true is still true for the people that seem to be resistant or, or refusing what you have to offer. You know, you don't have to prove yourself uh, to anyone. And um, yeah, that has been a big lesson for me too. Um, it's me, you know, I, I choose to change my mind and I don't have the, have to have, or I'm not asked to have the expectation for others to do the same. And there's a lot of freedom and power in that. I withdraw the power I've given to other to decide whether or not I can be happy here to whether or not I can be myself. Um, and I take that power back. And I become invisible to some people or a weirdo to some people. And then I judge that I, I perceive that and then I let that one go and forgive that, you know, because I'll never, I never fully fit in. And first of all, I'm a Dutch guy who lives in Wisconsin of all places in a rural area. And I am not at all like the people around here, but still I find myself here. It's really strange in a way. In the other way, it helps me really to, to transcend and to fully open up. And, and I have those moments here where, where I totally connect and join with people. And I think, yeah, I am just as much, I have every right to be here. I am from here, you know? I'm not from here, but therefore I am from here and I have every right to be here because I'm just like you, you know, uh, a, a being with feelings and needs and a true self that, uh, that is unaltered and that cannot be changed. We all want the same things. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it brings peace, not, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it does. Uh, of course, in Miracles also speaks of how everyone wants to have be perfectly happy that's the mm -hmm. only thing that one can be everyone can agree on yeah everyone wants to be happy i'm just thinking about that yeah some people might even say oh no that's not what i want but yeah in deep yeah, deep I down know, everybody wants to be happy yeah I know yeah. there's people who would argue against that, but in A Course in Miracles, yeah. it says that everyone wants to be perfectly happy, and that's something one could agree on, because everyone would be, agree on. But we know there's people who would argue against that, of course. <laughs> but they still want to be happy, and they will still do the things that they believe will make them happy. So, right. yeah. yeah, yeah, whether they, they acknowledge it or not, yeah. Yeah, we all have the same basic needs as well and and fulfilling and having those needs fulfilled uh, is on a human level makes us happy and fulfilled like the needs such as that's what I'm learning with this compassion course I'm doing with my wife as well. Um, and that's also a really nice level to uh, to perceive to to look at everything from a different perspective, like everything you do is to meet a need. And if that spiritualization, realization, of course, yeah, that would be, I guess, a very genuine fundamental need. But there's other needs, just like uh, everybody wants to be happy. Everyone wants to connect. Everyone wants to uh, experience a shared reality with others. You know, otherwise, you'll feel uh, isolated and alone.
and all these things. So that's, it's, it's a nice way to approach life with that too. And that even judgments are expressing a need. Judgments, you don't have to judge your judgments because they can tell you something about um, what you're lacking in your own experience. And usually a love can fill any lack or any need, bringing love to it and attention to it. But um, being aware of your needs and then uh, being open to the universe as uh, to the strategy to in which that need will be met or can be met is where the, where the miracle can happen too. Yeah, it's just another form of honesty and awareness. Yeah, there are certain things I need and I deserve those things because I'm whole, you know? I'm, I'm created perfect and I don't have to lack anything. Yeah. No sacrifices required, it doesn't occur. No sacrifice place. required, exactly. Yes, I don't have to sacrifice myself for the greater good or for a later result. Exactly. Yeah, and there's nothing selfish about taking care of myself and choosing myself first. Because if I don't choose myself first, I can't be there for anyone else. I'm going to be a people pleaser, going to sacrifice myself. They're going to walk all over me and they're not going to be held by that either. Anyway, but being in my own wholeness without even saying a word, they can look to me and say, oh, there's something attractive about this guy. You know, uh, hopefully not sexually attractive because I, I don't know how to deal with that. Um, but um, they will recognize something in you and uh, and then resonate, you know, from that place or shift accordingly. Yeah. So to teach us to demonstrate is what the Course in Miracles says. And, uh, and not out of effort, I must say. Otherwise, I go out and holding banners up in the streets. That's that's not what is required. Demonstrate is just uh, being uh, being in tune with my own feelings, my needs, and my my true reality, and 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 not being afraid to uh, to show that. And then everything, and then this world will be left behind, and you'll join Jesus in saying like, uh, "I'm in the world, but not of it," or "I have overcome the world." And it seems like such a big deal, but it's actually very simple in certain moments and very powerful. And, and there's absolutely no opposition to that other than my own fears and doubts. Yeah. And with that, I'll uh, probably have to wrap it up here, Wanika, because I have to get ready for work. Yeah. Uh, Alicia, I'm aware of the time. time. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Is there anything we haven't covered that you'd like to speak about now before we wrap it up? Yeah, I just hope it's been helpful to anyone. I have the tendency to talk kind of quick and, and throw out a lot of ideas, but yeah, we, we only have an hour and uh, that's kind of what has been most helpful to me over the last 12 years or so. Or uh, in this moment, really, because that's how uh, more and more I start experiencing myself in this moment. And uh, taking it one day at a time. And I'm um, really uh, starting to connect with people. It's, it's, it's great on this level of, uh, you know, reflection of true identity and of, uh, and if not that, uh, at least working on seeing what, what stands in the way of it. 
And that's what I, uh, anybody who's, who is on the spiritual path, like A Course Miracles, please don't just fly off and do the spiritual bypass like I've done, but, uh, but do both, you know. And um, the way of Master says too, like in, in his lifetime and in our lifetime, in my lifetime, we're confronted with uh, different schools of thought that, uh, that, that seem to be um, conflicted with each other. And he says, well, see it as an oyster. It says uh, those things grind up against each other until you have the perfect pearl and until you recognize what is, what is your path exactly clear before you, you know, and that's, in that sense, we all have our own journey and our own road to go. And uh, we can include everything and, and, and the truth will be left for us, you know, in the way that we can, uh, in the way that's most practical and available, um, understandable and accessible for us. Yeah, and good luck. And thank you for the opportunity to speak here. Uh, yeah, thank you for sharing. Yeah. And yeah and you I, um it's really one of the big and um, one of the beautiful qualities of a teacher of god is to be open-minded so mm -hmm. that's what you just mentioned being open-minded yeah. can can be the the way that opens so the the option of actually getting to that pearl right <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah yeah it's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone would like to reach out to you, where would that be? A, where would be a good place to do that? Oh, just uh, by email would be good. It's my, do you have my email? Just, you uh, can send me your email and I'll put it in the note, in the show notes. Yeah. Is there a place here to, uh, to text that? So it's available for anyone who's yes. here now or how yes, do I do that? You just, um put it in the in a comment to I oh i leave a comment i see it here yeah yeah i'll write it down for you at least and then if you want to post it on somewhere that's fine yeah. yeah i always check my email and then you know it just gives me the time to respond if anyone has a question or or anything no, else no yeah so there it is i just send it to you do you see that yes i do okay okay Thank Perfect. you, Wanaka. Yeah. So, thank you so much, Bastian. I mm -hmm. will thank you everyone for listening, for participating, and please leave reviews of the podcast and spread the word so that more people find it. And yeah, till next time. Bye bye. Thank you, Wanaka. Bye.